Hello, you're listening to Episode 9 of Be You, Be Heard, a program of Girl Scout Spirit of Nebraska. In this podcast, we feature girls, highlight their experiences, and elevate their voices. I'm your host, Renee, and I love interviewing girls to hear how they are growing in courage, confidence, and character. Girls make the world a better place every day. Episode 9 is called A Girl's Voice in Our Democracy. We'll talk with Amy. Some people don't realize that this is all part of our democratic process and that the government is open to everybody, no matter what your age is. We'll also talk with Maddie. Because girls are strong and we can be politically involved and there needs to be more girls. So if you are passionate about something, just go and talk about it. Just go do it. This podcast is recorded in Lincoln, Nebraska, in the studios of community radio station 89.3 FM, KZUM. Their website is kzum.org. This month's episode, we'll talk about how you can be active in our democracy. Our first interview will be with Amy, a civil rights lawyer. She will bring you up to speed on everything you need to know about the Nebraska legislature and how to advocate for an issue you're passionate about. Our second interview will be with Maddie, a Girl Scout alum who has experienced advocating in the legislature for an issue that's very personal. And I need to inform you now, Maddie's interview deals with the topic of her sexual assault and how she advocated for herself in the legislature. The interview does not include details of her assault, only her work to advocate for survivors' rights. If you listen, you will be awed by her strength and resiliency. Back to Amy, she has a ton of experience advocating in the legislature and trying to get bills passed. And before we get started, who is your state senator? If you don't know, you need to find out, and you can go to nebraskalegislature.gov to get that information now. Hi, my name is Amy. I'm a civil rights lawyer here in Lincoln, Nebraska. As part of my job, I help people if their rights have been violated. So when people come to me and say, I think I'm not being treated fairly, I need the help of a lawyer, that's where I step in. I also have been doing legislative lobbying for several years, and so sometimes it's not just about helping one person. It's about going to the Nebraska legislature and saying, I think we need a new law to protect everybody all at once. So when you talk about rights, like what would be an example of that like for a kid? Like what's an example of a kid having their rights violated? Sadly, sometimes we get phone calls from people who are facing bullying at school. And so it might be that they're being picked on and other kids are calling them names, but sometimes it can be being shoved or hit as well. A teacher, your principal, they're supposed to step in and stop that. Bullying is terrible and only gets worse if someone doesn't fix it. But sometimes I don't know if the teacher doesn't believe what's happening or the school is too busy, but sometimes they don't step in. And so that's when the student or the student's parents call me and say, we think we need a lawyer to help us. My job is to gather the information and then go talk to the school and say, bullying can't be allowed. We have to stop this right away. And most of the time that takes care of it. But sometimes you get tired of fixing one problem here, one problem there, and you start thinking, well, if we had a better law to stop bullying, maybe I wouldn't have to be doing this one at a time. Let's say, for example, someone wanted to have a law about bullying um, and to protect students. Uh, What should they do first? It's usually making sense most to go to your state senator. 
sometimes it's not clear if you don't yet know who your senator is. So the website, nebraskalegislature.gov, has a place where you can put in your address and it will tell you who your state senator is. It'll list their phone number and their email address and which office number they're in. And then you can go in a couple directions. You could write an email to your senator and say, Dear Senator, I am concerned that bullying seems to be a real problem, and I wonder if we should have a better law to make sure that doesn't happen. Or you can call, and you can schedule an appointment, or you could just walk in, stop by their office, and say, hi, could I talk to someone about an idea I have? I think we need some new laws. So then they would talk to their legislature, and I was going to say, if you don't know who it is, hit pause, go to the website, find out who it is, and then you'll have your name. Um, And then what does the legislator do from there when they have the idea? Once a state senator has decided that he or she wants to introduce a bill, they write up a draft and they say, hmm, what would make the best law possible? They might go through a couple of drafts. They might look to see what other states are doing so that they can get an idea and use a model from another place that's working well. Every year, the legislature starts in January. It runs for a couple months, and there's time there. If the senator is willing to introduce the bill, they're going to set it for hearing. Now, that means anyone, you, your parents, uh, me, your best friend, your principal, can go down to the state capitol building on the day of the hearing and share your thoughts. They're open to the public, and they want to hear from people so that they can decide, is this a good idea or is this a bad idea? Every bill gets a hearing and people are allowed to come and testify in support and say, please pass this into law. Or they can oppose it and say, we don't like this bill. We think that there's problems with it. We always encourage people when they're going to go down to share your personal experience. People like me who go down to testify, we're usually bringing statistics or scientific studies or big ideas. But what the senators really need to hear is personal stories. So if you have been bullied, for example, or you knew someone, your little brother had experienced it, when you decide to talk at the the hearing, you might just share your personal story. Those personal experiences mean a lot to state senators, and that's really where they find out whether or not it's something that needs to move forward. Have you um, you seen any really powerful testimony from kids before and... Can you share what those were? I can. I've seen students who testified on a variety of issues. Just last week, a whole bunch of students that were elementary to middle school went down to the legislature to talk about climate change and to share their concerns that as they were growing up, that maybe we need to make some changes to protect the environment. And I've seen students go down to talk about concerns about gun safety and whether or not there needs to be new policies, because it can be scary when you're having drills in school. And sometimes the students have thoughts that they want to make sure they're sharing with the senators. That's This is all really interesting. It, it affects schools. And I think sometimes kids forget that things that happen in their schools, like they could do something about that if they go to the legislature, because the legislature has all this power and um, working and overseeing the the schools around the state, so I think that's great to think about and, and important for kids to think about too. If they have important ideas or feedback about what's happening in their own school, that they should go and say something. That's absolutely right. And sometimes, you know, the legislature is open during the day, and so mm-hmm. maybe on a school day you can't get permission to go up to the legislature. Maybe you could talk your teacher into considering it a field trip. 
But if you can't actually get up there, say that you live someplace else or you can't get out of school, you could still send a letter or send an email. And so some people who don't have the ability to come down during the day of the hearing will just send a letter. And again, you can write that letter to your senator by sending it to the address or the email address that's on the website. And there's no magic language. You just say what you think. And then you can sign it and put your contact information. After the public hearing, senators debate whether the bill should move forward or not. Bill has to go through three stages of debate. Senators stand up on the floor and they talk back and forth and they have to raise their hand and ask for permission. And sometimes they can get pretty heated with each other. But at the end of the day, they keep taking votes. And if they have a majority, the bill keeps moving forward. I've seen senators stand on the floor and they'll hold up a letter and say, I got this letter from a fifth grader in McCook. And she said, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. So they really do pay attention. Even if you can't come down in person, if you send an email or a letter, they read those because a lot of people don't bother. Some people don't realize that this is all part of our democratic process and that the government is open to everybody, no matter what your age is. So if some people aren't bothering, you'd be pretty important if you stepped up and decided that you wanted to participate. If someone wants to go and testify for or against a bill, what are some tips for testifying? So there's great information and a handout at the Nebraska Legislature's website called For Citizens, and there's a little pamphlet that can give you some tips. But here's the main things to think about. The hearings are always at 1.30 on weekday afternoons, but they're usually hearing four or five bills, and you don't know whether or not your bill is first or last, so make sure that you arrive at 1.30 ready to go, but be prepared that you might have to wait if your bill is the third or fourth one in. Everybody's given about three minutes. Some of the committees let you go up to five minutes, but you should practice what you're going to say beforehand. Rehearsal is super important because trying to squish what you want to say into three minutes can sometimes be hard. I usually write out what I want to say so that I can glance down. I don't recommend reading because that can sound a little boring. It's more like having a security blanket so that you can remind yourself. But you can write it out ahead of time and bring copies so that if you get nervous or flustered or you don't, you run out of time and you can't say everything, you can also hand out what you had written so that they can read it later if they wanted to. You should bring 12 copies. That'll be enough for everybody. But you don't have to bring any handout and you can just fly by the seat of your pants if you want to. There's no magic language. Sharing a personal story is very powerful. The senators might ask questions. They're not going to be hard questions. They might be questions like, what school do you go to? Or what grade are you in? Or, wow, you did a really good job. Are you a Girl Scout? After they finish asking questions, you can go and sit back down. So it's a pretty fast process, except for waiting to get heard. Same thing if you decide that you want to write a letter. Make your points. Sign your information so that if they wanted to follow up and ask you something, that they've got your address, your phone number, or your email. And just know that whatever you decide to share is going to be unique, and they're going to appreciate it. They really will. And it really makes an impact when they hear from real people with real concerns. We also encourage people, even after the legislature ends in the spring and the senators go back to their regular jobs, their staff are still there through the summer and the fall. So if you have a great idea during your summer break, you still can reach out to your senator's office and say, I was reading about something Girl Scouts did in another state. I think Nebraska needs that. 
there's always going to be someone there, even in the summer when the legislature is not officially meeting. And that's a good time for them to come up with new ideas as well. It might be harder to get the senator on the phone, but you can talk to someone in their office and then that person can make sure the senator gets your ideas. So don't feel like you're stuck just during the school year. You can be an engaged citizen at any time uh, throughout the year. And if you have a good idea, they need to hear about it. Again, that website is nebraskalegislature.gov. Girl Scouts have a reputation for being civically active. Just in the past few years, Girl Scouts in Aurora, Colorado, worked to pass a city ordinance that bans smoking in cars where kids are present. Way to go, Troop 60789. In New Hampshire, Girl Scout Cassie tried to create a state law to stop child marriage. In her state, girls can be married at age 13. Unfortunately, her bill did not pass. And in Narberth, Pennsylvania, Brownie Troop 7885 worked hard to pass a city ordinance to curb single-use plastics after doing a Wonders of Water journey. The question is, how will you affect the laws in your community? Next, you're going to hear from Girl Scout alum Maddie. She won her gold award by partnering with the Women's Center for Advancement to start the only Omaha area support group for teen survivors of sexual assault and dating violence. She also successfully asked Governor Ricketts to declare February 2019 as Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. Hi, I'm Maddie Carva. I was in Girl Scouts for at least 13 years. I am originally from Omaha, but I currently go to school in Wayne. Tell us about the time you testified in the legislature. Okay, so there is like a whole process that you have to go through, which was explained earlier. But I had to fill out some paperwork before I testified. I had to check mark a box that said whether I was for or against said bill, and you basically have to write up a speech, and you have to go up in front of the unicameral and be able to say, you know, why you're for or against something. And it's kind of difficult to do at first because, like, you're kind of nervous and somewhat scared. But it is worth it because you will just feel so empowered and awesome about yourself afterwards. That's at least what my experience was. Yeah. Did you uh, testify for multiple bills or just one? I only testified for one bill, but I did spread the word about it a lot and, you know, told people to talk to their senators. And what was the bill that you testified on? I testified on LB43, the Sexual Assault Survivors Bill of Rights, which is still in Judiciary Committee, so you can talk to your senators now to try and get them to vote on it. And what was the bulk of that law? Like, what was it trying to get done? It's trying to make the system basically more friendly to survivors of sexual assault. Because there are a lot of things that people don't necessarily know about that go on when you do report being sexually assaulted. Like, for example, in a lot of cases, and even in my case, they wouldn't let my advocate be in the same room as me, 
when I had to go through a deposition. And that's a very hard thing because advocates don't help you legally. They're just supposed to be your emotional support. And, you know, for a lawyer to be able to just take that away from you, even if it is for a couple of seconds, just crushes you almost. And there isn't much you can do about it. So that bill is making that possible too. And it's also making it so that you can have a female officer do an interview with you because, you know, sometimes when there's a male officer asking you questions, it's just a lot more scary and it's already hard enough to report being assaulted. Because, I mean, nobody wants to talk about when that happens to them. But sometimes you have to, to get justice for yourself. It's basically just making it more safe, I guess, for lack of a better term. Make the process easier. Yeah, easier and like more mentally healthy. Because as a survivor, when I had to report it, I remember how mentally draining it was for me. Like balancing school and reporting it just was a lot. Yeah, it's a lot to carry. So who else testified for that bill where you were there? Do you remember a lot of other like support or people who were for it or against it? What was the the hearing like? There was a lot of support. There was half of the room, almost all the room was just other women in support of the bill. There were only three people against it. I'm pretty sure that there were at least 50 women supporting it. The people that were against it were just defense lawyers, which I'm not sure what their problem with it would be, but whatever. Um, So do you know any other reasons why the bill didn't pass? Where did it get stuck? This is just my personal opinion because I can't say that I'm like an expert on politics because I'm not in politics myself. I only really have experience of being a survivor and speaking for the things I believe in. But I think it's still because a lot of people are uncomfortable with the topic and it's easier for them to just not pass it because they won't have to talk about it as much. I guess some people probably just want it to be over with sooner. So it's easier for them to just push it out of the way and ignore the problem rather than confront it and change it. So you talked about this advocate. For like people like myself who are not familiar with this process, what is an advocate and how do you get one and um, what do they do? Well, at least for me, it was a little more complicated because of my age. Because I kind of got bounced around because I wasn't like fully an adult and I wasn't like fully a child either. But for me personally, what they do is you would report what happened to you. And typically, they, by they, I mean like the police and law enforcement and stuff. They would send you to somewhere like the Women's Center for Advancement, where they help and support women going through things. And it's kind of like a counselor, essentially. They help you talk through, like, what happened to you and give you ways to kind of recover from what happened. They're, like, almost a therapist 
but mm-hmm. specialized in sexual assault type things, they also will like help you get yourself into like a better environment and like give you safety tips and they also will talk you through what is going to be expected with you reporting it and kind of just give you advice on how to deal with what happened and how to become stronger and move on as best as you can. Right. Yeah. And so then this law was specifically to allow them into court or what was a specific thing was to allow you to have your advocate with you through the whole process like not just in court but like they could be there when you're reporting it and in depositions everywhere everywhere yeah because there's places they're not allowed right now yeah right now how it is is if a defense lawyer says that the advocate can't be in there then you just have to listen to what they say this bill is more than just them allowing advocates to be there with you though it also is like bettering the process of how they would do rape kits and like making sure that it would just be a female doctor and that like the officers interviewing you would be female. Does it do other, um, does it make updates on any other processes? Yes, but I'm going to be honest, I've kind of forgot some (laughs) things. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Well, that's, I mean, that's a great explanation of the bill. When you testified, how did you prepare or how did you get ready to do that? Well, I did a lot of different preparations. There was preparations for the speech itself. And then I also did some mental preparations beforehand. So one of the preparations that I did was my mom and I sat down And I wrote out a speech a couple of nights beforehand and practiced it. And, you know, we changed things and polished it up as best as we could. So I just had to practice this speech a lot and, you know, tell myself that I was fighting for something that other people might not. Mm -hmm. And I also had to listen to my queen, Beyonce, a couple of minutes beforehand because let's be honest who doesn't gain confidence from listening to Beyonce this is true so what songs did you listen to what songs inspired you that day who run the world was one of them not by Beyonce I don't remember her name but there's a song called rise up that I listened to and then I also listened to the song fight song I listened stronger by Kelly Clarkson (laughs) a good one i looked for by katie perry and then it was time to go in and wait i told myself there's nothing to be scared of you know i'm just talking to people because the court the people in the court system are people just like you and me is pretty much what i did preparation wise i also drank some water because your throat can dry out really easily when you're talking in front of others just don't let your head get to you because you're gonna have like nervous thoughts but just try your best to stay positive I'm not saying that you're not gonna have any nerves 
I'm just saying to remember the issue that you're fighting for and talking about and that it is worth it because we need more voices of young people. Do you have anything else that you would say to girls about the importance of participating in the democratic process? Yes, I would. If you have an issue that you feel passionate about, and if there are any bills or really anything, then don't be afraid to speak up. If other people have a problem with it or they try to insult you and say anything, because that's what happened to me sometimes, just don't let them get to you because you're being strong and you're doing something that, you know, most other people aren't able to do because girls are strong and we can be politically involved and there needs to be more girls. So if you are passionate about something, just go and talk about it. Just go do it and don't let others tell you what to do. And don't be intimidated by the process either. Yeah. The people that are listening to you want to hear your views. Mm -hmm. The government wants to know how you feel. Otherwise, they wouldn't have processes like this. So don't be scared of them judging you because they are there to hear what you have to say. Thank you, Maddie, for sharing your story and your tips with us. You've inspired us all to be a little bit more civically active about the things we care about most. And if you're interested in Maddie's confidence building playlist, the tracks were Who Run the World by Beyonce, Rise Up by Andra Day, Fight Song by Rachel Platten, Stronger by Kelly Clarkson, and Roar by Katy Perry. Thank you so much for listening to the ninth episode of Be You, Be Heard. Stay tuned next month for episode 10. If you have any questions about being a Girl Scout, you can head online to our website at girlscoutsnebraska.org. If your Girl Scout troop is interested in contributing to this podcast, you can email girlscoutsnebraska.org. If you enjoy this podcast, spread the love. Tell a friend, subscribe, share it on your social media, or rate us on your podcast listening app. Thank you.